1: Welcome back to the John Clay Podcast. I'm John Clay, sports columnist with the Lexan Leader and Kentucky.com. Well, this is it. This is our final episode of our Kentucky Football Position by Position Series. We've done the quarterbacks, the running backs, the wide receivers. We switched over and did the secondary, then came back and did the tight ends and specialists, offensive line, defensive line, and now today we're going to wrap it up talking about the linebackers, both the inside linebackers and the outside linebackers with Josh Moore, UK football beat writer for the Herald Leader and Kentucky.com. Before we get to that, though, I want to remind you, you can get a sports pass, sports only subscription to Kentucky.com, just $30 for the first year. You get all of our UK football coverage with Josh, UK basketball with Jerry Tipton, UK recruiting with Ben Roberts. You get our high school coverage with Jared Peck. You get columns by Mark Story and myself. $30. Go to my Twitter feed. Go to you can follow me on Twitter, John Clay IV. There at the very top, the pinned tweet tells you all about it. Click on that. It should take you where you need to go. If it does not, for some reason, send me an email, jclay@ Clay at herald-leader.com, and I will help you out. Thanks again for considering that. Thanks again for everybody who supports our work at the Herald Leader and Kentucky.com, including these podcasts. Like I said, we're going to wrap up our Position by Position series talking about the linebackers with Josh Moore. So let's get right to it. Here's my conversation with Josh Moore. Okay, Josh, this is it. The last of our Position by Position series. We've done the quarterbacks, the running backs. The, we did the offensive line. Yeah, offensive line. No, we did the wide receivers, quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers. We did, did we do the secondary and then the offensive line? Or we did the offensive line and the secondary? Uh
0: we did the secondary and then the tight ends and then
1: the offense Then the that's right okay I got my order all mixed up then we did the defensive defensive line and now we are doing the linebackers including the outside linebackers kind of your edge rusher guys Uh, where do we want to start with the linebackers Uh, let's start with this let's start with the guy who's not here Jamin Davis who last year meteoric rise way up the charts uh, kind of came on at the end of the 2019 season then just took off in 2020, uh, played his way not only into the draft, but as a first-round draft pick of the Washington football team, I think number 19 overall, uh, which uh, I said he was crazy for coming out. He needed another year. Just shows you what I know. I don't know anything. <laughs> and he's now starting the middle linebacker uh, for Washington here in preseason. So he's no longer around, but they've got some other guys – Back with some experience, and they got a newcomer. Uh, who do you want to start with, Josh?
0: Yeah, I guess we can start on the inside. Oh, well, first there, you know, you brought up Jamin and, and thinking he needed to come back. I remember saying that, you know, going out on a limb and thinking he could be a third-round pick. And-
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I think a lot of people <laughs> thought he was going to be a third- or fourth-round pick, and then he had that, you know, and then they started watching more tape, and then he had that unbelievable pro day, and then, boom, there he was, first round draft pick.
0: And that's like something we all need to keep in mind in the future, you know, because obviously there's guys that declare and make the poor decision, but you know, because they think too highly of themselves, but sometimes the guys bet on themselves, and it's clearly the right bet, and it was interesting going back to that. Um, It was very clear that Kentucky wanted Jamin Davis back. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, uh, One, because this this group, I mean, and, and even since he left, um, just continues to be afflicted by just bad luck when yeah. it comes to injuries and and, and incidents and, and and things just kind of keeping uh yeah know this is a good time as any to remind people that you know chris oates was was somebody that was supposed to be really involved with this group um going back to last year was probably going to start last year um or at least he would have been project i mean he again he would have started ahead of Jamin davis most likely right. um coming out of 2019 and had a stroke and continues to rehab and, uh, you know, he's listed on the roster. He's still considered part of the team, but, um, you know, I would be surprised if he's ever playing football again, that would certainly, you know, be a miracle. Um, you know, but great that he's, you know, able to, you know, even be in the position he's he's in now. Um, so, but that's, you know, part of this, this story is, you know, they, they, they—it's a group that continues to have depth concerns. You know, now I would say for a third straight year, um, and you know, but but they've somehow managed to p- make it work for you know a couple years now. So that's a that's a that's a good place to start. Just you know, I, there's reason to be optimistic. You know, because they've kind of shown you know under John Summerall that uh, mm-hmm. you know since he's been around, they've really this you know especially on the inside group there. Um, they've really managed to piece it together. So, and you start on the inside with DeAndre Square, a guy who's been, you know, the only really the only player that you can count on. Uh, he he shows up every game he's played. Uh, he he doesn't, you know, he I think he missed a game last year um, because of injury or quarantine or, or something. But um, as solid as it gets, you know, there at the uh, on the one of those inside backers, and uh, you know, is a player that I think. Yeah, I think it's really interesting. Um, you, I would think no, you definitely know more. You know, you cover the Bengals uh, for us, and, uh, and 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 I think you know, it seems like you're to me well informed about what the NFL looks like. I don't know what is the <laughs> potential for a guy like DeAndre Andre Square because um, I would imagine you know, when he comes into this year obviously wanting to try to take a stab at the NFL. I don't know, you know what can he achieve this year, or what would he have to do this year to kind of set himself up to be, you know, uh, you know, even get into the draft conversation? Because I think he's a really good college linebacker, but I don't watch him and think, oh, that's an NFL player necessarily. It, it,
1: yeah, I, you know, that's a good question. I don't know. I mean, he's, uh, you know, and a lot depends on what the NFL is looking for, you know, at the time. You've got guys, the way the NFL is going now, you've got guys who are, uh, more like safeties who come in like safeties, been end up kind of playing like that hybrid safety linebacker spot. I mean, you talk about you know Jamal Adams, who of the Seahawks, son of former UK star George Adams, just got the seventy million dollar contract. He's a safety, but as they say, he's more of a box safety. He plays, you know, uh, he's almost an edge rusher the way he plays. So. Uh, one of the things that, it, you know, and what I read and what I heard that they the pros liked about Jamin Davis was that he could cover. You know, he could cover, uh, he wasn't just a run defender. He could cover guys out of the backfield uh, or even match up against a tight end, maybe even cover a tight end. So, I think DeAndre just, you know, I think DeAndre's been really solid. I don't know that he's been, um, you know, like he's flashed like, uh, um, you know, real, you know, stellar star potential but he's been very solid I mean I think he just has to show that you know maybe he has to take a, just take another step up in his senior year I mean he's got as you mentioned he's got a lot of experience 30 looking here he's played in 36 career games 22 starts you're right he played in uh, t- 10 of 11 last year missed one game um third on the team in tackles I mean he's just a smart really solid football player uh but you know I don't as far as his pro, pros- pro prospects, you know, I don't know. Uh, just have to see if he can expand his game a little bit this year to kind of put himself in that position. Yeah, yeah,
0: and I think that, I mean that's probably your only real question about Square is just what can he yeah. do to bring more to what he's done? Because, he, yeah, like you said, he's a really solid player, uh, reliable, a guy that, uh, you know, continues to be um, – you know, can I just come back to reliable. He's, you know, right. he's played with Cash Daniel, he's played with Jamin Davis, he's played with Josh Allen, he's played alongside a lot of guys right. um, who have come and went, and and now it's his. He's kind of the he's the last man standing uh, for a group that, uh, um, you yeah. know, it's really you know as a whole, you know, not just the inside but across the board. Um, it's sort of like the D line has a lot of question marks. You know, there's some experience, and then there's some, you know, really. Um, you know, big questions about what, uh, you know, after you kind of get past that first wave, what this this unit looks like. I, maybe even more so than a defensive line. At least with the defensive line, you had, um, you know, a lot of star potential as far as you know, high high profile recruits, guys that were really uh, well regarded coming out of um, high school. You, I don't know if there's as much of that with this. Uh, linebacking core as a whole outside of one guy who I'm, we'll get to in a minute of you know that's it's uh i think really the well well sh- you know screw it up let's get to it now jj <laughs> J. weaver right. i think he's kind of right. the I mean, he's one of the outside guys um he's really i think he's the linchpin to whether this group is ends up being um really special or not this year
1: Right. J.J., obviously, come, he's outside linebacker, edge rusher type, coming off the torn ACL late last year. He's out there. We've seen him in practice, and he's doing you know the warm-ups and those kind of drills, but we haven't seen him in any kind of, uh, I don't think they've let him go in like full contact yet. Uh, I think they're optimistic that he's going to play. Well, I think they feel like for sure he's going to play this season. It's just a matter of when will he be ready, right? Yeah,
0: and when I mean, am I crazy or did Mark say the other day? Well, we we I'm talking like I'm on a first name basis with yeah. Mark Stoops. Um, <laughs> um, on Saturday, I should I paint the picture better for people. On Saturday, when we last uh, spoke with um, Mark Stoops, and I, I'm, I feel like he said that JJ would be available for the first game. Not whether that doesn't mean he would will, will play in the first game. But it sounds like he could play.
1: Right. That's, that's, the way I, that's the way I took it. But I was kind of doubling that with what uh, Brad White, defensive coordinator, said earlier in the week about, you know, we gotta, we got to be patient with J.J. we got to take our time, you know, not rush him too fast. So, um, yeah, he might get, you know, who knows? They might give him some snaps in the first game if he's ready to go. Or they might hold him out of the first game and give him another week. We'll see. But, yeah, I mean, but as you said, he's got the potential to be – the word on media day that Brad White used was dominant. He has the potential to be a dominant player. He talked about the Alabama game last year where even though Kentucky got beat 63-3, to three, as um, Brad said, there were times in that game where he was the dominant player on the field, and we're talking about Alabama. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, yeah, he said – yeah, he said – his exact quote was something along the lines of – J.J. was the most dominant player on the field Right. Against, you know, when, when they were playing Alabama and Florida, right. you know, and there were, you know, Kyle Pitts was playing for Florida, and he was the number four, <laughs> right. you, know, you know, draft pick uh, in the last draft. I mean, there there was plenty of, you know, uh, plenty of talent on the field in those games. And, you know, so clearly they're very excited about J.G. Weaver, and I think they should be. He's, he's a very explosive um, linebacker, a guy that, that has a lot of promise there. Um, you know, again, that was pre-injury. You know, you hope, you know, that he doesn't, uh, you know, lose much from having to recover there. I mean, this could be – it'll be, you know, it could be a long season for him. Not necessarily that in you know, the sense that he, uh, you know, won't be able to play, but just in the sense of just feeling, you know, I'm sure it will take him a couple games and, and maybe, you know, several games to just feel comfortable even being out on the field and and willing to, you know – you know, give it a hundred and ten percent on a play, right? Um, right. Because it, it takes a lot to you know get back from that and feel like you're, um, you know. I mean, I think about it a lot. You know, I run, and if I if like my if my ankle sore, you know, from just a you know because I rolled it or something, um, you know. It's 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 hard to even want to get up and run the next day and try to you know right. not you know take it easy. I mean, I can't imagine going out there. You've had surgical uh, you know repair right. on your knee, and in right. less than a year's time, you're back out there lining up against SEC uh, offensive right. linemen. <laughs> that that takes a lot to um, you know a gall to, right. to, to to be willing
1: to do that. I think that's you know,
0: and if that kid's able to do that, it says a lot about his recovery and and just his his mindset.
1: Right. So okay. Uh, Are we assuming that Jordan Wright is the other starter at uh, at outside linebacker?
0: Oh yeah, Um, Jordan. You know, he. You know, after the draft uh, in April, I like to write up. You know, kind of like an early look at guys um, who you know could get drafted in in the next year, uh, next year's draft, and and you know, and from you know at that time, my prediction for Jordan Wright was if, if if I had to pick a guy you know if there was like a like, is there a Jamin Davis on this roster you know a guy who could um, soar up the charts and really surprise people. Wright would be my pick um, you know athletically you know you know, obviously to, to do some of the stuff Jamin Davis did but you know that would obviously go a long way but he's just he's such a Interesting player. He's so long. He, you know, he's he's very, you know, been part of the, the team. He's another one of these guys that's been around for, you know, this is his fifth year. He redshirted at some point. Um, he's played a lot, started a lot. Um, you know, been a player that I think they've, you know, again, I think he especially, even more so than Square, maybe, is a guy that's been reliable and and but also is a guy they need to see like, kind of take it to the next level? Like what does he, you know, and I think, you know, what does he do, um, to do that? Is it, is he, you know, more explosive? Is he a, a guy that, you know, is it health? Cause he's a guy that's kind of had some, some, you know, some nagging injuries. And I, you know, I think, you know, kind of reading between the lines, it seems like sometimes it's been stuff that they think maybe he could have played through. Um, um, uh, you know, I don't want to say that for sure, but that's just kind of my interpretation of it. Um, so I guess you'll just, you know, is he, is he mentally all in? Is he physically all in as far as being able to be there? Um, And, and and, and you know, it'll be, you know, I'm excited to see what Jordan Rod does because, you know, obviously you have a, you know, pegged him as, as a guy with a lot of high potential and, uh, you know, I, I want to be right. so.
1: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, so I, I think, you know, he's, he's, um, and again, just being around, you know, being in, 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 and I would imagine, in some of that, you know, he's part of that outside my backing group. And, you know, we haven't mentioned, you know, Brad White, the defensive coordinator is the, you know, coaches that group too. Right. And, uh, and that's, you know, obviously, you know, he, no one's going to be a bigger critic than, than he will, um, of those guys. So he obviously, if he's saying, you know, you know, things like that about a player like Jordan Roth, then, you know, he sees, you know, he wouldn't say that he can he can do more if he didn't think he could. Right. Um, and I think Jordan Wright's played pretty well so far in UK. But he, I, you know, if 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 Brad White thinks he can um, even go up another level, then then you know, I have no reason to think he, you know, doesn't think he couldn't do that.
1: Right. Okay. Let's stick with the outside linebackers. Uh, who are the guys behind those two? And as we said, it's kind of unlikely that JJ is going to be ready for the first game to play. Like you know, like he normally would. He might get a few snaps, but I can't expect him to be in there for the first game. Maybe the first couple of games. Uh, who are the other do we know who the other outside linebackers are that they're going to figure in i mean is justice stingle the transfer from um georgia tech uh the kid from bowling green is he going to figure in there who who what is the depth like at those at that position you think
0: it certainly hasn't been talked about much i no. would have to think i would have to think that justice is involved there if only because um, I mean, they clearly didn't bring him in just because his brother was coming here right His Brother right. Jordan Dieagan was the tight end who signed um this past you know this past class. Um, I mean I'm obviously I'm sure for justice that was part of the appeal was kind of being with his brother but right. but you know he he wouldn't have transferred uh, without you know some expectation not not necessarily an expectation but you know he figure into the depth and and for u k, you know. It, he he fits in as far as you know all the transfers they brought in as a guy who, kind of immediately helps them fortify their depth. Right. Um, I would be surprised if he's not on the depth. Well, it kind of depends on how they list the depth chart because for you know some of these spots, you know there will be safeties listed. You no. know, right? Like it's it's like depending on you know like the nickel back spot. And, right. You know, again, we 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 talked about it when we talked about the secondary. Vito Kizdel a guy that you know, which, you know, granted his, you know, situation changed a little bit, but, um, you know, him and Devontae Robinson both are kind of guys that can kind of float there. Um, but, you know, so Justin Dingo could, could be in that mix. I think Katie McDaniel, he's mm-hmm. in, an interesting kid that, you know, he's shown up on the depth chart in the past um, mm-hmm. and hasn't really done much um, in his first couple years here, but that doesn't, you know, mean a whole lot because, um, you know, you don't typically, unless you're just a really just <clears throat> like a kid like J.J. Weaver, like just a dynamite athlete, you're going to take a couple years before you start really doing anything. So I think Katie McDaniel is a game to watch. He was uh, in the spring, sounded like he was probably, um, you know, one of the bigger beneficiaries of, of, you know, Weaver not being able to participate in practice in the spring. I think KD McDaniel was kind of starting to come up a little bit. Um, so I would imagine he's probably on the, you know, he'll probably definitely be on the depth chart somewhere what uh, maybe behind right um, um, but I think you know that's kind of what you're looking at at those spots it's it's um on the outside I don't know I mean all the other guys that are sort of on the roster are walk-ons or you right. know or you know or you know guys that uh, just you know yeah you're just walk-ons or guys you don't really expect to to really be factors um, right. in the playing time um so we'll we'll see how that yeah. works out for him. Um and, and you always, I mean, you're going to probably, you know, you'll end up with some of those um, middle guys kind of probably floating around a little bit too, if need be. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. I know, um, you know, they have uh, – like a guy like Jared Casey, I know has been the inside backer, but but you know maybe he, you know, it seems I know he spent some time, if I remember right, at outside backer uh-huh. at one time. So he's a guy that I could see, you know, you know, float around a little bit, if, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, just to get him back out on the field.
1: Right, right. Okay, we're going to circle back to inside linebacker after we take this short break.
0: I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal.
1: Okay, Josh, let's talk about inside. We talked about DeAndre Square. who's going to be the ringleader, uh, really, of the whole linebacking corps uh, with the experience that he has. The other linebacker spot is open. Uh, Jacquez Jones, a transfer from Ole Miss, has come in. Unfortunately, he's been banged up uh, during camp. We haven't really seen a whole lot of Jacquez, although everybody talks about that he's fit. You know, fit right in with the workouts and everything. He's got a ton of experience. He was the leading tackler on what was a terrible Ole Miss defense last year, but he's leading tackler. Obviously, he has some experience. They have some other guys behind him, including a couple of freshmen that they're really, really high on. What about that other inside linebacker spot there with DeAndre?
0: Yeah. Um, well, yeah, prior to Jaquez getting, um, you know, saddled with, with injury, you know, throughout camp, I would have probably guessed he was going to be the starter opposite DeAndre, Um, you know, just because his experience. Played in the SEC uh, quite a bit, was a starter. Um, Really sounded like he was, um, you know, when I spoke with him at at Media Day back, you know, earlier in the month, he was a guy that was um, talked about, you know, he talked about kind of being involved as a pass rusher, you know, and and Uh kind of wanted to, you know, know, sound like he was pretty, pretty, excited about what he could bring as far as that element of, of the, you know, that, that group, mm-hmm. um, you know, from there though, if, you know, we don't know the extent of his injury. He's been, um, you know, out for, you know, it seems like both scrimmages now, um, you would be, you know, I would kind of be surprised at this point if he starts the first game, that doesn't mean he won't. And it doesn't mean he won't be the starter, you know, by the time, once the season gets really going, um, but you would think now that you're kind of in the nitty gritty of you know starting to you know start game planning and, uh, and kind of knowing what your rotations gonna be. Uh, if a guy sideline for you know most of camp, it'd be hard to expect him to start the first game, right? Uh, and so that coming into really
1: a new system,
0: right? Yeah, I and mean, yeah, because even though you've played uh, in the SEC and seen a lot of these teams. You know, we still a lot to new to learn, and obviously it's a better defense. I don't think anybody's going to question that he's playing for a a stronger defense than mm-hmm. what he was playing in. You know, which you would think probably. You know, obviously the terminology, but also some of the things you're being asked to do are different, and and you know, it's a it's a just a different skill level uh, expected. You know, at least you know from what we've seen of Ole Miss uh, to date under Lane Kiffin. You know, you're you're expected probably to do a little bit more, Kentucky. Um, from there. It's, you know, Derek Jackson, a sophomore, was a the guy they were really excited about. Sound like he was probably the front runner there. Um, right. A part of the reason they brought in Jones was to was to alleviate. You know, he got injured in the in the spring. It was a, uh, I don't think they ever announced what it was. It had a lower leg injury. I don't, uh, you know, I don't want to say. I'm pretty sure I know what that was, but I won't say for sure just because uh, you know I don't know if it's ever been reported, and I don't want to be the person that puts it out there. Um, it, the you know, just because I'm not 100 percent, right. um, you know Jared Casey, you brought him up a few minutes ago with the outside group. You know he's 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 technically with the inside backers now, and maybe he ends up in that spot as you know because he's been around and, and played a little bit, and uh, he's a sophomore from Ballard High School in Louisville. Um, has a you know been on campus a couple years now. Another a former another former four star recruit, and you know a good player. Uh, maybe he's you know maybe just from a seniority standpoint, he kind of stands out maybe as the, probably should be the guy there. Um, I have a hard time thinking that a true freshman would start um, the first game, but they sure were excited about Trevin Wallace, (laughs) Uh, you know, um, and, you know, and Mark, and they've talked about Martez Thrower, um, another guy that's on the the team, but uh, a true freshman, but, and, and so I think those both those kids will maybe probably play this year, um, especially early on. Again, if I keep coming back to that Louisiana Monroe, Monroe game and Chattanooga, I, you know, those those teams are places where you're going to get to see what these guys can do in game You know, in game action. Um, but it sounds like that. I mean, they've, they've had a lot of good things said about them. I mean, Stoops, I um, believe it was after the first scrimmage, Um, or maybe even before then, but I think it was after the first scrimmage was, you know, just, I mean, I don't know. He was, he was really glowing about those kids. Um, you know, I, I wish I could remember exactly what he said, but he was very, um, you could tell he was really impressed with, with how far along they were, um, in their development. And, you know, I remember talking to, um, Wallace's high school coach, uh, ahead of, you know, the day before he committed when we were pretty certain it was going to be Kentucky at that point. So you kind of start, you know, crossing your T's and dotting your eyes and getting stuff ready. And he was like, he's playing like he, he, he was saying, you know, this back in, you know, back in whenever it was he, he signed last year right. that, you know, he, he, he's go, he's going wherever he's going, he's playing right away. And, uh, you know, he wasn't lying. It doesn't sound like yeah. so he's, you know, a long kid at, uh, four-star recruit and um, was originally committed to Auburn and then they had their you know shake up there and ended up signing with you know, Kentucky at the kind of in the last you know minute there of his recruitment uh, so you get really uh, you know obviously it was a great recruiting win and it may uh, pay off as a even further you know if he ends up contributing a lot as a true
1: freshman. Yeah, they seem very, very excited about Trevor Wallace, and and they like Martez Thrower too. Looked to me like in the practice that we got to see uh, last week, he was running side by side with DeAndre Square for much of the practice. And obviously, Jaquez Jones was out. I think Jones probably would have been in that position, but uh, they really like like his potential. Uh, and they they've said some nice things about Martez Thrower, as you mentioned as well. Uh, you know, another interesting guy there is Luke Fulton, transferred from Michigan state he's another youngstown cardinal mooney guy he didn't really get it on the field much at michigan state he, he's another kid who had uh, some off the field difficulties there uh kind of getting the new start at kentucky um but he was a you know fairly highly regarded recruit when he went to michigan state uh i expect we're going to see you know him some of him in that position you married you mentioned uh, uh jared casey um Marquez Bembry is a guy who's been around for a while. It looks like he might figure in there as well. Uh, but, uh, you know, they've got some players to that position. I think overall, even though they lost Jamin Davis, I think overall they feel like yeah, – I think they're excited about the potential at that position.
0: Yeah, and no, I'm glad you brought up Bembry. He's a guy I always forget about because he's, you know, he's another guy that's moved kind of around. He could fit it, you know, fill one of those outside roles if he had right. to. Um and it has been. Did he start a game last year? Am I crazy? I feel like he may yeah. have even started a game last year. Oh, he started two games last year. Oh, wow. Um, so, yeah. yeah. he's,
1: he's – We definitely, definitely need to mention is, him. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. He's. Yeah. Well, because I kind of thought the thing because I know one of those games that Square missed, you know, I think it might have uh-huh. been for quarantine or something. Um, I think Memory was the guy who started in his place. So he'll definitely play. I mean, you would think he'll right. definitely play. Um, he's just been a steady contributor since transferring in from a, a junior college there. So, um, yeah, and Fulton, too, I think it'll be – I'm really interested to see. He was a guy – he was pretty fun. It was kind of fun talking to him at media day because, uh, you know, he's his name hasn't come up a whole lot talking about these guys in practice. But, you you know, I do think he will certainly play a role as just in depth. I mean, you you have to, um, you know, think that. And he's a big kid, 6'4", uh, 230. So, I guess, you know, kind of reminds me of – cash daniel a little bit no uh-huh. you know just got out he's built you know uh-huh. like he sort of got that same kind of body top um so it'll be interesting to see um um obviously how he fits in here with the, uh, you know and he'll have a lot of time of uh, you know the interesting thing about him is he, you know so he redshirted there at michigan State his first year didn't play um you know much the next year, and he's so with that COVID waiver. He's a kid that has four years of eligibility left, so he, you know, he might be looking at Kentucky as a, you know, you know, because we think of about all these transfers, right? They're like all sophomores and juniors. Right. Um, they they come in, and you know, like, okay, so you think, oh, they got a couple of years. I mean, you know, we could be talking about Luke Fulton into like 2025 2026 right. 20, You right. know, so it'll be you know, and it's it's you know, short term, it's it's you know, solid depth, but long term you know,
1: he might be a guy that can start for you down the road. Right. Okay. Uh, well, we probably need to wrap this up. I would say we wrap it up by saying right now, the two, the main the main concern at this position is health. If uh, Jack West Jones is healthy, uh, and they haven't said anything like, oh, you know, he's going to be out for a long period of time. They seem to talk like it's a day-to-day thing or uh, maybe even a week-to-week thing. Uh, yeah, well, he,
0: he was, at that last practice we saw, yeah. um it looked like he was – you know, he was out there warming up and right. doing stuff. Like, he was moving. Yeah, he's – um he, just, you know, it's not, certainly not a like a debilitating injury. No,
1: no, no. He's out – he was out there. He just wasn't participating in the, you yeah. know, in the 7-on-7 seven seven or 11-on-11 11 11 stuff. Uh, but, you know, if he's healthy, and then obviously the big question mark is uh, – it's JJ J. Weaver. If JJ J. Weaver can make it back and he's healthy and he can play to the potential the way they think he can play, you know he's going to be a big difference maker uh, on this defense. So, uh, and then I guess the other question is how quickly can the freshman, a guy like Trevin Wallace, Martez, guys like Wallace and Martez, thrower, how quickly they can come come along? But I do feel like it's a position where they feel like they got some really good potential if everything just falls into place
0: yeah yeah and that's what you want you know you want what you really want is you want those young guys to show that potential and and ideally maybe it's better that they get on the field as fast as you can just from a standpoint of you know one it kind of eases your um you know it takes less strain it it puts less strain on your your starters and your your guys that you know what you got but also you know those you know deandre square won't be here next year um (laughs) You know, or at least you wouldn't think so. I guess he could take advantage of that COVID. You know, I, I say that there's plenty. Of, you know, he could be. Right. Um, you know, depending on what the, how the scholarships and stuff all shake out. I mean, that's another thing. Just we can get into that on another show. They're all comedy news. you could probably, you know,
1: <laughs> it, you, you it, could have it's a whole show onto on the itself. <laughs> yeah. Exactly,
0: um, but uh, but you know, these guys, you know, your Marquez throwers and your Trevin Wallaces, and they're going to, you know, you're going to need those guys to start probably next year possibly so right. Um, right. might as well get him out there now and, right. and a guy like Trevin Wallace I'm sure thinks you know you know, based on his recruiting profile and the way his people around him talk you know this is just year one of three for a kid like that physically right. you would right. think get <laughs> you know right yeah, getting, yep, get in and get out so right. Um, right. it'll right. be fun to see how that group develops and you just yeah knock on wood man because you know they've, they've dealt with a ton of injuries and the season ain't even started yet so right. um. You know, it only takes one or you know two more to really you know start crippling you in terms of um, right. w- what you what you're able to do and move how you're able to move people around right
1: right uh, well Josh this wraps it up for our uh, last on this position by position series uh, and be sure and follow Josh on Twitter Josh Moore HL plenty more coverage leading up to as we get ready for we'll gonna be game week here in a couple of day a few days so get ready for that uh check out all Josh's work online on kentucky.com and the print edition of the Herald leader and Josh I've enjoyed having you on for all these hope the uh, listeners have enjoyed it as we went in depth on uh, all these positions
0: yeah I had a lot of fun John I, yeah I hope people have enjoyed this it's been a we kind of did this this year in lieu of our you know position by position stories I think this mm-hmm. has been a more fun a more more lively way to bring that you know break down to people and you know hopefully you know if you right. if you like this let us know yeah you know, let us know we'll, I would certainly love to keep doing this into the future
1: yeah yeah let us know we uh, we appreciate all the feedback we get Josh thanks again as always I'll be talking to you again soon oh yeah okay that'll do it for not only this episode of the john clay podcast but the final episode of our kentucky football position by position series many thanks to josh moore for joining me on these podcasts as we went through the uk roster Uh, remember you can follow josh on twitter josh moore hl Uh, find all his work online on kentucky.com or in the print edition of the arrow leader you can find this these podcasts and like i said we've gone through all positions of the uk football team for the 2021 season you can find this podcast on apple spotify stitcher tuned in Google Podcasts and iHeartRadio Podcasts leave us a rating and review especially on Apple Podcasts Uh, we need more people to leave us a rating review that would really help us out get the word out there about this podcast the football season is ramping up game week is next week for that September 4th opener to noon kickoff against Louisiana Monroe we will settle into more of a schedule where we will have uh, our preview podcast previewing, previewing the game that Saturday each week with Josh and someone to talk about the opponent we'll have a guest on each Week to do that as well. We'll have plenty more podcasts in between. Like I said, you can follow me on Twitter at John Clay IV. Send me an email, jclay at dot leader.com. Thanks again for listening. Thanks again for listening to the entire series. We really appreciate it, and we'll be talking to you again soon.